Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Triford, it's Friday. My God, the week has flown. Uh, Fabulous Friday, Emer. Fabulous Friday. That's not a hashtag. It's usually Friday feeling, isn't it? It is. Have you got the Friday feeling? Uh, yeah, when I get off this, I will. <laughs> <laughs> will you be uncorking something cold? Drink coffee. Why? What do you drink? <laughs> uh, sparkling water. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Ice okay. and lemon. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so how's your week been? Yeah, it's been busy. Um, Ooh. I've been, uh, yeah, I've been kind of. Uh, I don't know. If you, have you come across? Uh, this is one for the listeners as well. Um, have you come across the uh, educational site uh, Udemy? Um, yeah, yeah, been, yeah, uh, yeah. I've been doing a number of courses through them. Have you? Yeah, and some really, really good courses, uh, say on Instagram or social media, Google Analytics, and very reasonable as well, like courses that have been reduced from €150 Euro down to €12.95. And oh, you're the last. So you're one of the last big spenders, are you? I am, yeah. I went into mm. the went into the, uh, the reserves and I thought, sure, treat yourself, you know, treat yourself. <laughs> Do an old course. <laughs> oh, how you know you do live the life, don't you? I do. Uh, it's mm. an exciting life, you know. That's what my wife tells yeah. me. You know. <laughs> Very exciting. She's delighted to be married. Ah, Neve. I'm on ne- team team Neve. Team Neve. Yeah, she's you know such a she's yeah. such a you know, what's the word a supporter of you and all the rest, yeah. you know. So and, and how are you getting on? Because I know obviously. Earlier this year, you had challenges with the house and stuff. You had oil under the house. Oh, and yeah, are, yeah, are, you, are you still yeah, going all, on? Or? Oh, no, no. It's it's coming to an end. It's all been um, sort of uh, cleaned up. I was feeling like Sue Ellen at one stage, you know. Um, right. Thankfully, my husband is not JR, you know. Uh, yeah. That's one thing I can say about him, you know. Um, <laughs> but he's no angel, though, you know. But uh, and now I have to say, um, he. I've been recently, I think, because we're all kind of getting bored at times, you know, you nothing on mm. the TV. Yes. He's He's on Facebook all the time and I'm going, you're on it more than I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, is, is his account optimized, Emer? Have you optimized his profile? I No, not going there. <laughs> <laughs> not going there. So, okay. You know. Okay. But so, you know where we are going? Where are Jim? we going? We are going to your favorite part of the show, Emer. The social media joke of the episode. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'll tell you what, I'll see you next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like this one actually, because it is about travel okay. and going places. So uh, what do you call a travel agency's landing page? You have me lost for words. Okay. Uh, I don't know. What is it? A destination URL. <laughs> it is really and truly. That's probably the worst. <laughs> one. That's probably the worst one of the whole series. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing all week? <laughs> Obviously not very much. <laughs> if that's the quality of the yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. And as I always say is, if you find today's social media joke anyway engaging and would like more of them, uh, let's all get to the airport. You really don't want any more. Um, <laughs> you are you Definitely fly away. You're in <laughs> luck. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on to the podcast on Let's Get Social Show on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify and Dublin South FM website. I'm convinced you're going to actually, you know, market and um, come out with like Christmas crackers with social media jokes in them. Never know. Is that your, is yeah. that your angle? Stay tuned, you know. Um, oh, okay. But I suppose, based on your reaction, I take it that you really hated that joke, um, and I 
not too sure if our special guest actually appreciated that joke either, Emer. I wonder was she anyway socially contented in regard to that? Mm, I don't Is that know. a hint? <laughs> could be, could be. Maybe I need to find myself a new destination you were allowed to leave for like yeah, before this yeah. all goes pear shaped. Maybe you should be having a new destination <laughs> for next Friday, but anyway. I, th- I think so. We'll find a new show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we are delighted because yes, we, are we are joined. We're joined by a special guest, as we mentioned. We're joined by the founder of uh, Socially Contented. Kathy Wassell, uh, Socially Contented, was founded because she heard from so many small business owners who didn't properly understand how social media worked and didn't know how to increase or engage their social media following. And in turn, they didn't know how to leverage their social media following to grow their business. That's a lot. It, it is, yeah. <laughs> like, I think... Uh, I think uh, I think we've we said it all there, um, and hopefully I pronounced your your name right, Cathy. So you're very welcome to Let's Get Social. Thank you for having me. Now, Cathy, he can't talk because everyone gets his surname wrong. Oh yeah, mine is mine is Wassel, like waffle. Oh, oh right. So, so I, I was calling you the Wassel. Yeah. Or, well, t- well, there you go. Well, well was, you know, who knows was, how it originally started. Maybe it is Wassel, and you've been pronouncing it yeah, wrong all this time. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Where Where is it from? Is it from like? I is don't it know. A, it's quite is, unusual. Yeah. Well, that'd be interesting. I'm, to I'm presuming out. eventually it was from wassailing, you know, like a Christmas, ah, but who yeah. knows? Ah. Yeah. Mine's from Yorkshire, just to throw that in there. So, uh, Mine's Irish. Anyway, there you go. So, um, so Kathy, we normally, uh, before we kick things off, we normally ask our guests their opinion of our social media comedian. Um, well, uh, how can I put it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it, it had meaning. <laughs> it made sense. Yeah. Okay. I didn't laugh out loud at it. Okay. It's it's uh, it's a reserve. You laughed inside, Kathy. <laughs> Please tell me you laughed inside. Did you? <laughs> oh, right. She did. Okay. She did. That's she right. Did. She said she did. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay, well, we better get to the serious then stuff and kind of move on from that. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 Um, do. So. I suppose, Cathy, we we wanted to invite you on because obviously one of your core areas of expertise, obviously, is is Facebook and Facebook ads. And it is something, especially during this whole COVID-19 period when we have become socially distant, but I suppose people are using advertising more to try and reach target audiences. We were keen to get you on and, I suppose, extract all your wisdom. So I suppose to, uh, so no pressure. This <laughs> so, <laughs> is not my teeth. Um, well, no, no, we, 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 you're allowed to have your teeth. Oh. You know? um, um, now, I suppose to kick it off, you know, our Facebook ads, are they, are they actually still relevant? And, and in your opinion, should businesses still be using them? Yeah, they're definitely still relevant. So the the most recent stats for Facebook monthly active users is 2.7 billion. Wow. So really there's no business that can say to me that their target audience isn't on Facebook. Mm. Pretty much everyone's on Facebook. Um, I think Even something... Of my jokes, maybe. I'm sure there's a community there. <laughs> yeah, there's probably at least one, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, me. It's <laughs> <laughs> not me, anyway. <laughs> um, over 80% of women use Facebook, and I think that stat's probably from the US. Hmm. Um, and seven, over 75% of men use Facebook. Right. So even though it is slightly more skewed to women, there's that's still a lot of men that use Facebook. Hmm. So, yeah. you know, pretty much... Pretty much everyone is on there. You just have to find them. Yeah. Well, my husband was a late um, joiner of Facebook. And now I, I'm telling you, he gets up in the morning before he goes to work. He's on, I'm looking and going, and he's always given out to me. There he is. 
oh, I'm just checking, checking an email. And I'm going, no, you're not. You're on your Facebook again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff on Facebook. And obviously you, it's what you make it as well, because it's all about yeah. who you follow yeah. and who you interact Your interests with. and yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I have to say yeah. my husband is not on any really? social media, really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's a smart man. <laughs> he's just not, he's not interested in it. Yeah. So no, mine, mine well. wasn't for a while. And then he, he, people were saying, you know, oh, I'll, I'll send you a message. And he was there going, I haven't a clue what they're talking about. So uh, mm-hmm. he then said, oh, go on, help me. So I felt sorry for him. And I said, okay. Um, and, uh, and there he is now. He's on all the time. And uh, he's, more, I mean, I, I keep jokingly saying I could run across the room uh, sl- scantily dressed and he'd still go, sorry, I'm looking at this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, too much information. To, <laughs> we need to talk about that offline. Here, but, huh? <laughs> yeah, probably, you know. <laughs> so, um, so I was going to ask you, Kathy, like, um, you know, I work with business owners and, um, you know, uh, they're all saying like, you know, should I be on Facebook? All that kind of stuff. And I keep saying, where's your audience? And as you say, their audience is out there, you know, it is on Facebook. So, they're going to start to think, right, okay, I know I have to maybe at some stage do ads. Um, what things should they be, say, focusing on um, first before diving right in? I mean, do okay. they boost a post or do they just give it a shot and maybe post, you know, do an ad for like two or three days? What would your take be on that? Well, first of all, if they've never been on Facebook yet, then I wouldn't recommend that they join and then instantly start ads um, because Facebook, the Facebook ad algorithm does mm-hmm. give value to your organic posting and your organic engagement. So mm-hmm. if you start with nothing there, then the, you know they're kind of giving you minus points and your ads aren't going to do as well. And that means you're wasting money. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I would make sure that they have a Facebook presence. Yeah. Um, and, you know, not every business in the world needs to do Facebook ads. You know, if, they, if they're better on another channel, if, if all of their target audience is really engaged on LinkedIn, mm. stick with LinkedIn, you know, that's fine. Mm. Mm. Um, but so first of all, make sure that their organic that posts are consistent yeah. and that they're getting, they're posting stuff that people are engaging with because that's mm. what the algorithm notices. Mm-hmm. And then after that, make sure that they really, really nail their target audience. So, most, I would say most of the businesses that I work with don't properly understand their target audience, haven't properly done the research or whatever they might need to do to really, really understand who is their ideal client or buyer or, you know, whatever their business might be. So they're probably better off to do some sort of a, you know, work out as a, like a customer persona. Yeah, they really yeah. need to be working out their personas mm-hmm. um, and looking, you know, if they've got data from who their buyers already are, mm-hmm. then they need to be looking at that um, and, and really analysing. And, and Facebook can be useful for that as well. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. have a look at your stats and mm-hmm. your demographics and see who is paying attention to you. And where yeah. they are. Yeah. Um, but the trouble is, if you haven't nailed that audience and if there's, there's a few problems. So if your Facebook page is full of followers who aren't relevant and maybe you've bought them something mm. and that, you know, it's full of followers from Indonesia or somewhere mm. and that's not your target market, then you don't want to be working with lookalike audiences in Facebook because that's going to be poisoned data. Mm. You like. So you, you've poisoned that part of the Facebook algorithm towards you because it's going to find other people in Indonesia mm. and you don't want that. Um, so first of all, make sure that your followers 
and your your page likes and hopefully your website visitors are relevant to your target audience. And when they are, make sure that you know your target audience really well and then start Facebook ads. And no, usually I wouldn't recommend boosting posts. Yeah. Yes, but I say that all the time. So yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's something that we would always come across, Cathy, is that because something that I sort of always kind of drill into clients is, you know, start out with that strategic place, you know, kind of really drill down on why you want to use Facebook in the first place. You know, who mm. are the customer types? You know, what is the message? You know, what do you want to talk about? Because then when you have that sort of that, that knowledge and starting points, then things start to make sense. And as you rightly say, you know, if your audience is never going to be on Facebook, but they're on LinkedIn, well, then be on LinkedIn or they're on Twitter or maybe it's YouTube you need to be looking at. Um, But when it comes to Facebook, I suppose there is an array of different ad types. Would you be able to kind of maybe kind of go through some of the ad types, you know, uh, when you would think you might want to use certain types of ad types, et cetera? Yeah, sure. So what you need to, the first thing you need to think about when you're thinking about creating your ad campaign is what is your objective? You need one objective. And I mean that in kind of the other sense of the word objective, because, of course, Facebook ad manager uses objective as a, as a term yeah. when you're choosing it. But what is your aim? Perhaps that would be a better, less confusing mm-hmm. word to use. What do you want to get out of it? And you can only choose one thing. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, and this happens all the time, actually, biz- business owners will say, yeah, I want to get people to my website and I want to get more page likes and I want to get more sales. Well, yeah, of course you do, but you can't do all those things from one ad because the the algorithm is going to find people who tend to do one thing. Mm. So let's say, for example, you picked website views. You wanted to drive traffic to your website. Maybe you want to send them to a blog or something. Um, in that case, you need to choose the objective in Ad Manager of traffic. And when you choose that objective, Facebook will find people that tend to click on the link and go to a website. And it will, um, sorry, I've forgotten the word that I was going to use then. It will find people that have a tendency to do that um, okay. and it will pick those and it will go for that audience. Mm-hmm. But if you chose a different objective, it might well go for a different audience. It might choose other people who had a tendency to take that action. Mm-hmm. So you need to choose one objective mm-hmm. and stick to it. And then that means that your results are going to be judged on that objective. So if a business owner says to me, I want to drive people to my website and I give them the results after a month and it's, you know, X number of link clicks, I've driven this many people to your website. Yeah. They shouldn't then turn around and say, oh, but I've got no sales from it because that's yeah. not what your objective was. Mm. So you need to be very clear what your objective is. Mm from the start because that's what how that's how your results will be measured so objectives are things like traffic um, video views uh, engagement page post engagement mm. um, lead generation conversions and of course yeah. conversions is what most people really 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 want which yeah. is you know that's how you get people to actually buy or, mm-hmm. or download your lead magnet or whatever it might be yeah. So you're just saying there traffic if you want to get them to your website, but if you want them yeah. to buy, you have to if go. If you want them it. to buy, then likely you will eventually use the conversions mm. objective. I wouldn't necessarily say to everybody that you should use the conversions objective because it's going to really, really depend on what you're selling, how much it is, how warm your audience already is. So if you are 
selling to a completely interest-based audience that have never heard from you before. Mm. And you're, let's say, I don't know, let's say you're a coach and you're selling a coaching program that's a thousand euros. Mm-hmm. Um, in that case, you are not going to be using the conversions objective straight away because nobody knows you. Mm-hmm. In order to spend that amount of cash, people need to get to know you. They need to trust you. They mm-hmm. need to understand that you're the expert and they need time to come to terms with the fact that they're going to be parting with a thousand euros. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to do that just like that. True. However, if you were selling, I don't know, a, a 25 pound toy or something like that, mm. it's perfectly possible that someone who had never heard from you, let's say you had a really good video that showed how the toy worked and they thought, oh, that looks really good. Mm. It's perfectly possible that they might splash out 20 euros to buy that toy. Mm-hmm. In which case, I would say definitely test the conversions objective at the top of your funnel, which would mean yeah. like the first ad that you did. Yeah. So it's really, really going to depend on circumstances. Yeah, you've mm-hmm. made some really valid points there, Cathy, because I think that is a is a misconception that a lot of businesses have mm-hmm. that all Facebook ads haven't worked when actually yes. when you drill I down. That that, yeah, that they picked the wrong objective or the... Yeah, almost always. Yeah. And I say almost always... But 99 times out of 100, if Facebook ads haven't worked, it's because you haven't done them right. Okay, yeah. so if they're starting out, they're probably better off going with traffic then? Um, possibly traffic or possibly, well, I mean, it depends what they want to do. Mm. You, know, you could go with uh, page post engagement and you could start getting engagement on your page. An advantage of that is that once you've got that engagement, you can invite people to like your page. So mm. it's quite a cheap way of getting page likes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just depends what you want to get done, really. Yeah, like, certainly traffic is a is a cheaper way than conversions for sure. Like you mentioned something interesting there as well, Cathy, about the the funnel, this famous yeah. kind of. Yeah, and I know there is like a sort of a there's a digital sales funnel, and you try and get people in from the top, and then as they start to get to know you, you bring them down through the funnel until they're at that sort of ready to to buy as such. Um, do you ever kind of say from an ad perspective, from some of the strategies you might work through, um, do you ever find that you're sort of creating maybe a potential ad to drive traffic to the website and then after a certain time through potential other ad ad work then starting to drop into people who have shown a, a purchase preference that they might then, it might go to lead gen or a conversion or to bring them down through the funnel? Is that something that you yeah, mean? I mean, I, I, I always think that Facebook ads need to be seen as a kind of a general digital marketing tool among all the other ones that you might use. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very much part of the funnel. So for example, I would never take on an, an ads client without looking at their website, testing their website, yeah. making sure that it has good user experience. Mm. It doesn't take too long to load because, you know, all those things or, you know, it doesn't have a security certificate or mm. the yeah. buying process doesn't work properly or is, is you know, a, going to see people drop out of the process mm. because all those things are important and I can get people to the website but I can't make them buy no yeah. that is that's up to the business so yeah. that part of the procedure has to work as well has to work mm. just as well as as the Facebook ad algorithm yeah. so that's you know it's all part of a jigsaw puzzle yeah. and that might include you know for lead gen that might include just getting them to the to sign up for the um, whatever you're offering, lead magnet mm. that you're offering. And then the business has to do the work to actually get them to make the conversion and make the sale. 
Um, so it's just part of the process, but it's a very important part and it can be very useful because you can retarget mm. uh, lots of people. So you can bring uh, bring them. We're going to go into that into more detail. <laughs> in a minute. Yes. Well, um, well, I there's two aspects I always say is important to when it comes to even before you do the ads is like making sure that your your Facebook page is fully optimized and you have all the right information. A lot of people don't. Yes. Um, because then they're not, they're, the ad isn't really going to do much because in a sense that the trust factor isn't there if you don't get the right information. And then as you say, the ad will bring people maybe to the website if that is your uh, objective, but it's not going to make them buy. No, nothing can make them buy apart from what it, whatever is on the website. So yeah. if, you, if you sound fantastic in the ad and you no matter how good your creative is and some of them are really really good Mm. no matter how good social proof you've got which means likes and shares and things like that um if someone gets to your website and you look like a complete amateur they're not going to buy no one's going to put their credit card details in if you don't look a professional yeah yeah yeah. And I mean, as you say, you can do as many ads as you'd like. And that's where maybe the expensiveness creeps in because people are going, this isn't working. And it's not just down to the ad. It's where you're sending. It's the destination. Mm, I worked with a client last year who I was brought in. They'd been working with an agency and mm. I was brought in because stuff really wasn't working. And at the time I was brought in, they were spending $35,000 a month. <laughs> On ads. A month. Wow. wow. I looked back and there had been no proper testing done at all. So they really didn't know which audience was working or which creatives were working. Wow. Um, and yet, and the answer had been to just throw more money at it. Wow. And that, at the time, they had a return on ad spend of 0.2. So that means for every $100 they were spending, they were only making $20. And oh so you can imagine how much of that 35000 a month was just being, you might as well have thrown it down the toilet. You know? Yeah. Yeah, wow. yeah. Like, I mean, people, as Philip was saying, um, the ad, you know, Facebook advertising, they would say maybe is expensive, like we were saying. Um, but how would you advise them to get around that and maybe to budget it better? Well, for a start, they have to have a strategy. So, mm. so that company that I mentioned, mm. in the first month, we got the return on ad spend up to one. So I mean, wow. obviously that's still not great because they're not making any profit, they're not making any money. Okay. okay. So for every hundred dollars they spent, they made a hundred dollars. Mm. Um, but that was only in one month and we got it up from 0.2 to one in one month. So that's okay. what having a strategy and knowing what you're doing with ads can actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, have a strategy. Um, and then I've forgotten what the question was. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. I, <laughs> we were having too much fun. Um, You're thinking about I, my joke, Kathy. That's the problem, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Your joke is not <laughs> going in an ad. Absolutely not. destination URL no, to Facebook. No, no, no. The, the Dublin South of M will kick you off now. Um, <laughs> um, they won't put your ads spend on you, Philip. God oh, love no, you. I'm no. sorry. But... Um, I was asking you how you'd advise a business um, to budget for that, you know. Right, yeah. So I would say, you know, Facebook ads are one of the cheapest ways Mm. of digital advertising. It's the cheapest cost per click of of digital advertising. So it's cheaper than LinkedIn ads, it's cheaper than Twitter ads. Yeah. However, you do have to be realistic about the amount you spend. So if you're only spending, you know, £100 a month on ads, you're not... Mm going to get much because the algorithm hasn't had a chance to get going it hasn't had a chance to find 
the audience that it's looking for because you've not given it enough money to do so. Mm. So I I won't take on a client under £500 a month. In fact, I probably wouldn't take on one under 1000 a month now. Right. Um, right. But if you're doing it yourself, I would say definitely don't spend less than £10 a day or euros a day whatever Mm -hmm. currency you might be using and even that is quite minimal you can't Mm -hmm. you can't build a funnel for example so you'd only need that would be one ad probably that Mm -hmm. you'd be running um you can't really test much on that so it means that it's going to take you longer to do if you're Mm -hmm. only spending that amount of time because you're going to need you always 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 need to test in facebook so you need to test your audience and that means testing different audiences to find the one that really works for you you need to test your creative so that might be your your image or your video whatever you're Mm. using um there's all these different things that you need to test and you should only like all true scientists you should only test one thing at a time otherwise you're not going to find which works and which Mm. doesn't so if you don't have the budget to do that then it just means it's going to take you longer okay so maybe as you say test see what what works and then look at look back sort of down over say maybe five or six ads and see which ones work for you yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and be okay. realistic as well what a lot of businesses do is they throw money at it and then in a month they haven't got the results they wanted and they say it doesn't work facebook's mm-hmm. not that quick because you have mm-hmm. to test so mm-hmm. really give it at least three months patience. okay yeah patience is, is king yeah. yeah okay um i know you, you mentioned it there uh in the start when we were first chatting and we we've seen it we've all done us you know boosting a post um mm. you know are like are there pros and cons of of boosting and which is there ever a time when you would suggest to boost or is it just basically no um there's a lot more cons than pros to mm. boosting a post but there are well there probably is one occasion when i would consider definitely boosting a post which is if you are setting up a post for social proof so that means you are you've got an evergreen post that you're not going to want to change doesn't have any time specific stuff in it doesn't have a specific offer in it or anything so you can use it at any time of the year mm-hmm. and you want to get social proof on it so you want to get likes and shares and comments on it mm-hmm. in that case i might start it off by boosting it yeah um and the other way that i might suggest is it's an easy way of getting somebody who is completely new to facebook ads to open an ad account so Uh i might i might well ask a new client who hasn't already got an ad account i might just say to them do you know what just boost a post for 20 pounds euros Mm. um and that's an easy way because then it's um facebook forces them to put their credit card details in and an ad account is created without them having to do anything particularly difficult Mm -hmm. Mm. Very good. Um, I suppose the flip side, the cons. Like, what are the the, the cons that you are you you see with boosting? Yeah, I mean, generally, it just doesn't have the targeting possibilities, yeah, um, or the objective possibilities that the ad manager has. So, in yeah. general, because you can pull in an ad that you've already got organically anyway in ad manager. Yes. In general, there's not really an advantage to boosting, and it's better to to get the targeting. <laughs> I yeah. use this analogy of, uh, and don't worry, Philip, it's not baking. Um, I use this analogy to when I'm sitting with, I'm, when I'm doing maybe a training session that um, it's like opening the door and throwing a hundred euro coins out into the car park. And you're not going to hit everyone. They're going to go under cars. They're going to go into hedges. It's not going to work. 
Yeah, I mean, it's better than it used to be, but it's in general, yeah, yeah I wouldn't use boost posts in mm. general. Ema, if you throw coins in the car park, I'll be there with a big magnet. <laughs> <laughs> or your own metal detector, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, it just makes people think and go, yeah, yeah, I don't want my money going under a car. And uh, Yeah, and I, I did yeah. a blog, I think, a couple of years ago um, because I I kept getting, the, you know, you get these messages from Facebook, don't you, saying, mm. oh, you could, vote, you could show this to X number of people yeah. for yeah. £7.50 or something. Mm. Yeah. Thinking, hang on. <laughs> You know, and it and it says, "Oh, this post has done eighty percent better than the other post on your page." Oh yeah, I've seen yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Mm. you get that message when you've only just put up a post sometimes, so it's yeah. just rubbish. Facebook yeah. are lying to you. Mm. <laughs> so I, yeah. I did a, I what? did, I did what, a mid- service. <laughs> I, know it's, I know it's very hard to believe. <laughs> they won't hear this. <laughs> they are lying to you. Yeah. I did oh, a survey and asked people um, mm. in my network to to send me to take mm-hmm. a screenshot and send me when they had these messages, but they were obviously not true. And yeah. loads of people sent me them. Wow. So it happens all the time. So yeah, yeah don't do, believe Yeah, it. we do see them. Yeah, and it, sort of, it lulls you to sort of a, a sense of excitement. Oh, it's doing 90% better. Boost, boost, boost. Yeah, when really, I'm sorry. It's just not yeah. true. Well, I mean, it might be true sometimes, I suppose. But. Yeah, but in the main. All right. So they're not your friend. <laughs> yeah. oh, especially your with friend. those jokes, they're not, no. No, no. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm sorry um, if you wanted Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just go to Twitter instead. Um, So, uh, again, as we're still on the ad, because ads is all we're unfortunately going to be able to talk about today, because you could talk about so many other aspects of Facebook. um, But, uh, you know, what do you think are the best ads at your experience? Like what, what do you feel work best? You know, I mean, it's going to be completely dependent. You're going to say video, aren't client. you? You're going to say video. In general. It? Yes. No. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> in Kathy. my experience in general, video, but uh, not always, not always. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. If I have to pick one, I'll pick video. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought you were going to say that because um, I'm I'm dragging my heels. Everybody knows to get in front of the camera, and um, well, not uh, necessarily. It doesn't have to be video of you. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, go on. Oh, I mean, she's perked up now. It depends on your niche, doesn't it? But I mean, yeah, you could have a, like a little animated explainer video, or you know, mm. there are if if the client or the business owner desperately doesn't want to get on video. Mm. then that's okay. There's other possibilities. Good, because I think there are a lot of people out there like me. And, mm. you know, uh, I mean, it's enough to get me <laughs> on the radio. But um, but really, you know, sometimes you're kind of thinking, God, no, you know, um, you're never happy, you know, getting a photograph, never mind a video take. And so, um, so it's great to hear that there are other options, you yeah, say, like the animated. I mean, you, you can get really great. I mean, you have to pay for it, but you can get mm. really creative with video there's some fabulous things now uh, so you know there's lots of things like I don't see it very much but I did see somebody or some some agencies that created kind of 3d images mm, and vid- wow. you know video that was 3d so like for example could be a shark and it's as if it comes <gasps> over oh yeah the square yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and th- so the water comes over the square and things like that, which are, you know, I think are amazing. Yeah. I think that's more that's interesting. Really well. Yeah, that's very, very interesting. You know, because let's face it, almost everybody is going to be on their mobile. So yeah. what you're aiming for is something to stop the scroll. 
So it doesn't matter how fantastic your product is. If you can't stop somebody's thumb scrolling down their screen, mm. you're not, you're not going to get them to buy. So yeah. the creative is really, really important. Um, mm. It's like, I think it, it was measured as like for brand lift. It was measured at something like 47%, I think. So that, that image or video, whatever it might be, is really, really important. So boring stock images or stock videos, no. So, so it looks like I'm going fishing for shark. Looks yeah. like it, Emer. Yeah. Something creative. Okay. So, okay. Or, you know, stop motion. <laughs> you know, it depends, it depends entirely what it is that you're selling. Obviously, mm. it's more difficult to be creative about services, really than it is about products so for example i have another business which is a subscription box Mm. and there are some great videos out there with stop motion stuff of like things flying into the box you know or or flying out of the box and things like that yeah so if you can make a video or have a video made because it takes forever to make stop motion Mm. if you can have a video made of your product or service that is imaginative and creative and is going to stop somebody scrolling down their screen then fabulous you know, even if it costs you 300, 400 euros to make, mm. if it's going to stop people and it's going to make them buy, then it will be worth it. Make okay. Do yeah. you know what, Kathy? I'm so glad you came on today because I now I feel so much better. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Dr. Kathy. You start a new show now, Kathy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Just that word video is yeah. like so scary, you know. So. The Dr. Kathy, you, you know, the video doctor. If you really doctor. feel that bad, you're never going to be comfortable with it, are you? Yeah. No. No, so I'm not I'm saying there. I'm not saying never do it, but I'm I'm saying you need to be comfortable with it before you do it for ads. Because if you're not comfortable doing it in front of however big your audience is on your page, mm. you're going to be much more uncomfortable when you think that you're boosting it to five hundred thousand people. It's very true. I've got scared now. Anyway, uh, we pass on. We, we'll move on. Philip, your turn. Uh, now. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, Emer. Enjoy your shark fishing. I'll oh, go on to the next question. See you later. <laughs> yep. Um, I suppose you've mentioned, obviously, Facebook Ads Manager. Um, and there's also, and I'd love if you'd explain a bit of that, but there's also as well, which people will come across or hear when they start with um, Facebook Ads, which is the Facebook Pixel. Yeah. Um, would you be able to explain what the Pixel is and a bit about what Facebook Ads Manager is? Uh, and should you be creating your ads through Ads Manager? Okay, so let me tackle Ads Manager first. So yes, you should definitely be creating your ads through Ads Manager. Um, And through Ads Manager, you can put ads on Facebook and Instagram. Mm. Um, And it's basically just the framework for building your campaign. It works at three different levels. It works at the campaign level, at the ad set level, which is where you build your audience, and at the ad level, which is where you build your creative um, and, you know, it's complicated. I have an eight-week course on this, so nobody's going to learn Facebook ads yeah. from this <laughs> from this recording. Yeah. Um, but there's a good course, uh, Facebook Blueprint, which is a free course, which will at least get you to understand what Ad Manager is and to understand the very, very basics of, of building an ad. Yeah. Um, and the Facebook Pixel is basically is how you retarget people. So it's a little bit of code that mm-hmm. you can generate. It's completely free to generate. So if you're ever going to build ads in the future, you should definitely put the pixel code on your website because yeah. it, it needs to gather data. It needs time to gather data. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And basically, as long as you are GDPR compliant, you mm-hmm. can use the Facebook pixel and you can use the audiences that you build from it. And you generate the pixel in your ad account. It belongs to that ad account. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you put it on every page of your website. And that's the basic Facebook pixel. You can get more complicated and use something called event pixels, which are for different parts of your customer journey, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how you can get more advanced with retargeting. So, for example, let's say that you were an e-commerce site selling shoes mm-hmm. and you wanted to see how many people add to cart but don't purchase. Um, and hopefully you will already know your abandoned cart rate. Uh, and that's another thing that I look at and ask for when I take on a client, is there abandoned cart rate? Because is it, if it's massively, massively high, then frankly, the bucket is too leaky and they need to fix that before we start working on anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but let's say, for example, you want to retarget people that, that have added to cart but haven't bought. And I bet you've been retargeted like that in the past. Let's say you want to offer people a discount, like free shipping or something. Mm. So everyone that's added to cart but hasn't bought, you can retarget them with a Facebook ad that offers them free shipping. And basically it just nudges them over the line to buy. Mm. Uh, And if you've got event pixels installed on your website, then you can do that because Facebook can distinguish who has added to cart and who has purchased. And so only those people will be retargeted. Now, obviously, you have to have a lot of traffic coming through your website to make Mm. that work properly. Well, that's interesting, yeah. Because I suppose the whole element of retargeting, because I suppose people always yeah. say to us, you know, how do those ads? I go back onto Facebook, and I was only looking at say golf clubs, and suddenly I see ads for golf. I said, well, that's the retargeting. I mean, your Facebook knows all kinds of things about you, anyway. Yeah, yeah. they're not interested. It's that probably they, very you, scary how much Facebook knows about us. I, yeah. I say to people like, you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Like when you join Facebook, they're not interested in oh. Would you know? Are you interested in red wine? Are you interested in baking cakes? Are you interested in really bad social media jokes? They're not interested in that. They're doing it so that they can gather data, as you would say, yeah. and you can target them with your. And ads. we don't pay for Facebook, so no. fair enough. You know, the exactly. alternative, the alternative is that we pay and we don't have advertising. Mm. So I mean, a lot of people were saying still about these ads. Okay, you know, um, I've given it a go. I don't know why it's not working. They are making mistakes, as you say. So um, yeah, I get people regularly who haven't got the Facebook pixel on their website. So, I mean, if you haven't done that, you're you're immediately leaving money on the table. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that would be one of the reasons why, you know, when they're creating their, their Facebook ads, you, you aren't going to get it right straight away, but you know, are there key mistakes that you've seen that maybe? Yeah. I mean, I would say not testing first, probably Mm -hmm. the most common mistake. Um, using the wrong objective is very common. So people mm. will say, well, I didn't get any sales. And then you you look and they're using traffic objective. Well, that's why, because Facebook found people that like to go to websites, but it wasn't looking for people that like to purchase. Mm. So, you know, you have to be realistic about what objective you're using. And yeah, and not using the pixel correctly is probably the most... They're better, they're better off nearly going to you. <laughs> well, you know, but no, you know, I realise that not everybody can afford to pay for, for a done you done for you service mm. if you yeah. if you can and if you're spending a lot then yeah i would say definitely okay go to somebody who really knows what they're doing because it's not set and forget you can't just build an ad and forget about it and just look yeah. at the results in a month's time and there so is it's, the, not, it's not simple it's not a simple process and there yeah. is as well i suppose from the mistake point is even on sometimes on the creative you know the, the old kind of issue mm. of people still having too much text on, say, an yeah. image or because Facebook, once again, because there is the approval process, like it, depending on 
you're yeah, not and that space. gets more complicated every it does, week, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, like generally, I suppose we were talking there about um, retargeting, and I suppose for people who are maybe new to Facebook, what is retargeting when it comes to ads? Could you just explain what that is, so that people yeah, so it's basically it's finding an audience that has already interacted you with you in some way. So you might be retargeting using the pixel. So in which case you might be retargeting using people that have visited your website or certain pages of your website. Mm -hmm. You can also retarget people who have engaged with your post, maybe a particular post or maybe all posts Mm -hmm. on your page. You can retarget people that have viewed your video that you've shown in an ad or in a post. Uh, Mm. And you can even retarget certain percentages. So you might want to retarget everyone who'd watched 25% or if you were further down the funnel and you were dealing with a warmer audience who was more interested in your product or service, you might want to retarget people who had watched the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, the smaller of an action you're asking people to take, the larger the audience is going to be. Mm. Um, So it's going to depend what your budget is and it's going to depend how large of an audience you want because obviously the algorithm needs a certain level of people yes. in the audience so that it can actually do something but once you get further further down the funnel and you've got a really really warm maybe even a hot audience who are super interested in what you've done who've had lots of touch points where they have learned more about you they know like and trust you mm-hmm. that audience can be small because you're much much more likely to make a sale mm-hmm. I was going to say, Philip, so, yeah. um, you know, uh, there's no chance of us doing an ad for um, your jokes. And I don't think so. Be, no. I think they basically get to the, the landing page and probably bounce straight away. And then we do a retargeting ad to everyone that bounced and then they'd probably mm. block us. Facebook might just reject them. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, that's very true, actually. Mm. Yeah. But uh, I suppose just as an example, Cathy, then could you, let's just say for a business out there that potentially maybe is a like a closed store, and let's say they have an online website, and let's just say I've gone and they have their pixel maybe on a particular product page, maybe there's a pair of shoes that I'm looking at, and I've read and maybe I've clicked in to look at more description, and then I click out and then I go to Facebook. Potentially they could show me an ad where... Oh God, there's the shoes I was just looking at. And yeah. if I click yeah. now. So if you're, if you're an e-commerce it. business with lots of different products, yeah. then you're more likely to use uh, something that's called dynamic product ads. Uh, and that works with the catalog on your website. Mm-hmm. And it can, se- it can see what you've looked at and it can show you other things. So um, yeah, you might want to specifically retarget for that one product and nudge them over the line to buy it. Mm-hmm. Or you might want to say, look, what other things we've got that go with this product you know so you can in that case you can run things like dynamic product ads or collection ads and those are the kind of ads that you'll see from brands like marks and spencers and things Mm -hmm. although sometimes marks and spencers ads are very strange i don't know who's doing their ads it's quite often they have heads cut off and things it's very all right (laughs) <laughs> Our suspensions, if you listen, get on to Kathy. Yeah, yeah. Do so. um, well, we yeah. have contacted them before and said, look, what on earth are you doing with your ads? It's very strange. Yeah, and I what did they help. say? Did they come back to you? Yeah. <laughs> oh. my, you can use one of my jokes, Kathy. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be an agency doing it. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you know, the, the people would say to me, okay, you know, um, it's all well and good doing these ads um, and I'll just stick with the one audience. But I go, no, you have other options. So, um, and... A lookalike audience, they kind of wonder about that and say to me, so, I mean, does that mean they look like, look like 
the person that's looking at my, my yeah. Facebook page and I go, no, 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 no. Do you want to kind of explain yeah, that a little better? So, you know? and, and the lookalike audience is the real power of Facebook, really. So that it's built of, let's say the first step is building a custom audience of, let's say, for example, your website viewers. So you can build an audience of all the people that have visited your website in the last 12 months. And then what you do in Facebook is if you ask to build a lookalike audience of that custom audience, so your website visitors, and Facebook looks for people that have similar interests and behaviors to those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can start with a 1% lookalike audience. So that means 1% of all the people that they found, but these 1% are the most like your audience so they have interests that are the most similar and behaviors that are the most similar to your custom audience Mm -hmm. so let's say for example you had a purchaser list or customer list i don't know why i'm using such strange language today um and you could it's very hot katie it is hot it is hot i am very hot and i I have turned my fan off you've turned your fan off Um, so let's say you've got this list of purchasers that you can upload to facebook as long as it's gdpr compliant um, and you can upload it and Facebook hashes the data. So it's all anonymized. So there's no, you know, you don't have to worry about that. Mm. Um, and then you can find people that are very, very similar. I have very, very similar interests and behaviors to your purchases. Mm-hmm. Now that is a strong lookalike audience. Not all lookalikes are strong audiences. And mm. as we mentioned before, if you've got irrelevant website visitors, then that's not going to help you to build a lookalike audience of them. But if if they're purchasers, then they're not irrelevant, are they? They are super relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lookalike audience of a super relevant audience, now that is worth paying for. And, and then, I mean, the other thing. thing that I always say to people is, you know, when you are purchasing Facebook ads, remember that it's a bid process. So, you know, it is an auction. Mm. So that means that prices will change throughout the year. So Black Friday and Christmas could be four times as expensive as other times of the year. So you need to plan that. People are already, in fact, have already planned their Black Friday processes, their Black Friday offers. But also remember that you're buying data. You're not just trying to get sales. You're buying data for the future. So you're... When you're testing, you're finding the right audience for you. That's valuable data. If you mm. if you were doing that in real life, if you like, rather than digital life, you would, yeah. you'd be paying um, a survey company or something like that, wouldn't you? X number of euros to do mm-hmm. that for you. And so with Facebook ads, you are buying data as well. So it's something to remember when you yeah. say, oh, this didn't work and I didn't get any sales out of it. I've just wasted money. Well, no, you haven't. Because even if you've only found what doesn't work, that's still valuable. Yeah, no, it's it's very very true, um, and it leads me nicely on to my next question, Kathy. Is this whole area of targeting? Um, because obviously, yes, you need to have an understanding of who your your prime audience is that you want to go after, you know, and that it might even because I know within the targeting function, there's so many options from say lifestyle likes, uh, what they might be interested in. Um, is there any tips around that particular kind of trying to, I suppose, as best you can have an understanding of your audience to to kind of delve into the lifestyle? And should you also be maybe targeting similar competitors, maybe their audience uh, from a Yeah, I mean, you need to think about the way that the algorithm works. Um, And in a way, it's kind of almost opposite of Google ads. 
you know, where you're putting in keywords. It's not like that at all. It's you're kind of mm. coming at it from the opposite direction. So with Facebook, you need to think about what your audience is interested in. Mm-hmm. And that translates into what pages have they liked, because that's how Facebook's going to find what you've done. Of course, there is other data that they buy, although they can't do so much of that anymore since the whole Cambridge Analytica thing. Yeah. Um, but basically, what you're looking for is what posts are they liking? What pages are they liking? So if, let's say, you were selling, I don't know, um, baby chair or something, mm-hmm. um, you would think, well, okay, what else would they be interested in? And you'd like, you would put in brands that come up of baby equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that might be in your country or in your niche mm-hmm. and you would think about what other things they like in that area so let's if I was selling yoga classes for mm-hmm. example I might put in brands of yoga clothes mm-hmm. and things like that and I probably would put in mindfulness and perhaps vegetarian food and things like that so you think about you have to think outside the box and a little I think what other things might they be interested in, um, as well as obviously putting yoga in Mm. there. Um, Now, Facebook is changing a bit. And there is an argument now that Facebook likes a broad audience and doesn't like too much targeting. But you need quite a big budget before you can play with that, really. Yeah. Um, you You need to be putting quite a lot in and you need to give it time to work. So eventually a broad audience will work and Facebook will be able to pick out Yes. The people but it, mm-hmm. it can't do that straight away so if you're on a tight budget then that's, that's not really going to work for you yeah. so be be specific to begin with yeah, yeah. and yeah. test different little niches so have different ad sets uh, especially if you're putting the budget at the campaign level mm. uh, have different ad sets because it's not going to cost you more mm. um, and put the same kind of things in each ad set so if you're testing like the baby equipment put that mm-hmm. in one ad set um, if you were doing the yoga thing, you might put the clothing brands and yoga brands in general. You might put them in one ad set and you might put mindfulness and vegetarianism and, and things like that in another ad set. And yes. you'd find which one works the best. So Very it's all down, as you say, test, test, test. Hmm. Um, and, you, you know, and you'll always have to do that. Even yeah. when your ads are working really well and you've mm. scaled them a bit, because that's the whole point, is that you, you're going to be making more of a return on ad spend and you're going to scale your spending and that that will scale the return on ad spend. Even once you're doing that, you're going to have to constantly test. Anytime you change anything, you have yeah. to you have to test. test once test. You, your ad starts getting a bit stale, and you know you've you've picked off all the low hanging fruit, and it's you know you're not getting as good results anymore. You need to change up mm. your creative, and you're going to have to test that as well. So you're kind of always going to be testing. I was going to say it's a bit like Philip's ads or ads, not jokes. That's the word, jokes. <laughs> You could be a great idea, uh, Emer. We're going to do my jokes as ads. Test, test, test. <laughs> yeah, he's very testing every week. But anyway, yeah, so yeah. Um, I wanted to sort of, I know we don't, we could be here all day, unfortunately, and I'd love to talk to you all day, Kathy, but um, unfortunately we don't have that time. But I was going to say, where do you see ads heading in the future? Do you see, uh, you know, something that you would think could help business owners effectively use Facebook. Well, you know, I, I regularly read about the demise of Facebook and how it's not going to be around much longer. Yeah. I don't believe that. I think if no. it was going to go, I think it would already have gone. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily love Facebook, but I think that it's, it's here to stay for a while. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think what we're going to be seeing is more interaction with its different working parts. So Messenger... 
ads, WhatsApp ads, mm. stories ads. I think they're all going to become more important. Um, yeah. I know not everybody loves messenger ads. I, def- I definitely don't. I don't want yeah. ads in my messenger. Same here. Um, yeah, but, you know, I think that is going to happen more. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be the way uh, everybody's kind of kind of going, you know, and obviously there's such strong links with the Instagram there as well. And mm. uh, the, the thing is, you know, and it's it's where they've got space, if you like. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah. You think of it, if you think of it as like they have a giant whiteboard and they're thinking where their ad space is, that's mm. where they've still got a lot of space. So yeah. you see and, they wa- and they want your money. <laughs> and they want your they money. They do, yeah. I suppose just one final touch point, um, Cathy, before we start to finish up. Do you see anything yourself with Facebook where, you know, the last couple of years, obviously the focus was very much on showing posts to families and friends. Um, organic reach went down. Mm. Do you see them reverting again to maybe, right, we now need to boost people using ads for business so we're going to start showing more business-focused organic content or do you think it's going to stay as it is? Or I think it's going to stay as it is, really. Yeah, yeah. Because they need to keep, you know, we're we're like the fodder, if you like. The normal mm. people are like the fodder of, mm. of of Facebook. They need us, yes. and so they need us to be happy. Yeah, um, and that's the only way, you know, because we don't pay money. Mm. It has to yeah. be entertaining, and if if the content is not what people want to see, then yeah, they're not going to get advertising. You know, yeah. no one's going to pay to advertise if people aren't interested in it. Yeah, so I think platform. Yeah. I think we are just up for more of the same, really. But, you know, over COVID, Facebook traffic increased hugely. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Well, Kathy, it has been great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Um, if people want to find out more about you, and obviously, I know you mentioned that you obviously have a Facebook ads course, which from talking to you, I think sounds like a fantastic investment. Yeah. Uh, where can people go and check that out? Um, so my website is um, sociallycontented.com uh, and everything's on there, basically. Perfect. Great. So, Emer, um, I think you mm. found today's show very enlightening because you won't have to do video now. You can literally... Yeah, just have to go now and get a boat. And, <laughs> and a big fishing rod. <laughs> yes, yeah. No, actually, I might there, might find a few, it might get you a few decent jokes then as well, you know, um, out in the boat somewhere. Cutting. It's yeah. bound to be somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Cutting. Um, well, we'd love to have you back again, Cathy. Um, definitely, I think, because you are also, you have a lot of expertise in LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so we might we might chat about that and even LinkedIn ads because yeah. there's a couple of so we might uh, we might chat with you again and so, maybe uh, even Instagram ads because yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so I suppose um, do I have I to learn jokes? No, no, you won't. Just, okay. just leave that, leave that to me, Cathy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, destroy my own reputation. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's been great, Cathy. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing Thank with you. everybody. You know, because I think sometimes it can be a scary dashboard. You know, um, Facebook Ads Manager, um, and I do think people should check out your course because yeah. it might help them in the long run. As I, I say to people, look, you can't break it. Yeah, you know, you can waste a bit of money, but you can't break it. So you know, try things. Yeah. Give it a go. Um, The word of today's show is test. (laughs) 
Thank you, Cathy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I suppose all I have to say is now, if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, on the Dublin South of M website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And until next Friday at 2pm, I've been Philip Twy for the Cardia Marketer Social Media Management and Strategy. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And we'll see you next time for more Let's Get Social. See you then.